out there in the realms of the living, welcome to Thrones of Game, the only Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. Now, if you've never heard the show before, well, grab a pint of ale and sit down, I'll tell you all about it. Basically, what we do here, my name is BT Calloway, I've already seen the entire show, and joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, the only person to have ever watched Game of Thrones backwards for the very first time. Elliot, how are you doing? Hodor. Yeah, I was about to say, we just watched Season 6, Episode 5, The Door, and, uh, well, Elliot, what just happened? Hodor, Hodor, uh, Hodor, 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 yeah. uh-huh. Hodor. How did that make you feel? Hodor, Hodor. Well, she shouldn't have mouthed off to you like that. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, this is the one with Hold the Door, and man, this is an impactful ending, I gotta say. It, let's just get straight into the questionnaire here. Uh, I mean, that's what happened. That's the main thing that happened that people are going to remember. Also, you know, Dan Brady says goodbye to Jorah Mamon, Hodor. Uh, Theon backs Yara, but Euron shows up and ruins everything, but also Hodor happens. And, uh, yeah, those are our main events. Oh, yeah, and all the children of the forest die. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet the Kokiri people. Yeah, and they die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to keep up the whole Hodor thing. The whole episode. Uh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is actually the one bit of Game of Thrones lore that I was familiar with, mm. because, like, even before this episode, which was heavily memed, like, oh, yeah. I, like... See, the thing is with me, like, uh, I mean, I use social media, even though I saw a bunch of Game of Thrones spoilers, I never got it. Yeah. But this character, I got the joke because he'd already uh, had these, like, comparisons made to, like, Timmy from South Park. He was yeah, yeah. He was the guy that could only say his name. He's this big lumbering figure. And also, he's a DJ in real life. <laughs> I know, which is just weird to look <laughs> at pictures of him, like, spinning decks, <laughs> hand in the air, you know. It's like, Hodor? Yeah. <laughs> I bet I bet he fucking mixes in some of that shit as oh, well just for kicks. Or maybe he hates it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um so this was the one thing that I was familiar with and the one spoiler that I knew. Mm. Uh, getting to see it play out, I gotta say, in an otherwise pretty snoozy episode, I fucking loved this final scene. Ah, oh, man. It's, it just has everything. The emotion and, ah, oh, God, it's so good. Uh, let's just jump into the next question. Was this your MVP, though? Your most valuable part? Um, I, I gotta say, uh, like, was my most valuable player Hodor? Probably not. Like... Mm. Um, I think... Well, that's why I say most valuable part. Was this sequence, you know, the, the highlight of the episode, or was it... Oh, for fucking real. Yeah. Like, everything else was um, total snooze. Uh, I guess the bits with um, the, the Greyjoy mm-hmm. into in, in family fighting. Yep. Um, I, I liked the way the, all the actors carried out those scenes, but... Uh, otherwise, this episode, I may as well have done my <laughs> routine at the start of the episode, man. Man, I'm a little surprised. It is a very not, it doesn't feel eventful, but a lot of stuff happens. A lot of more, yeah. I feel, a lot of moving parts, but I feel like there are a lot more interesting moving parts. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, that's the whole, you know, uh, Greyjoy electing their new leader thing is crazy. You get to see how just mental they are as a family, uh, sorry, as a tribe of people on this on the islands. Yeah, They're just okay. We've decided on who's going to be a new king. Let's drown him and see if he lives. And if he does, he gets to be in charge. <laughs> I was writing in my note. This is a weird baptism. Oh wait, baptisms are already weird. <laughs> like yeah. this is just even. <laughs> At least they don't drown you, <laughs> and then put a really shitty crown on your head afterwards. Oh my god! It was... <laughs> Did he just find that and it's like, oh, that's a circle that work yeah it's like well look i know it's just 
bit of driftwood nailed together, but my nephew made it. Yeah. And he's only four. It will mean so much to him if you'd wear it as your crown. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. It's like, like I guess this is meant to be uh, the tradition, I get whatever. No, to bring it back to baptisms, I, I think I'd rather wear a crown of thorns than a crown of driftwood. Yeah, that's it. They go, our salt is made, uh, our throne is made of salt, our crown's made of driftwood. <laughs> it kind of sucks to be a Greyjoy, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. To be the ironborn. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's these scenes in Game of Thrones where they're like, you know, putting up a woman as queen and they're looking like they're going to do that. And it's like, um, because I think I've said it before in previous episodes, it's like, yay, they solve sexism all the way back then. And (laughs) and yeah, it was, uh, I don't want to say refreshing to see that sexism was alive and well, but just to see how easily the mob was swayed when... Yeah, I do like that kind of just vote by cheering. Yeah. But, uh, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually na- know if his name is Euron. It was just they were like, you're on, you're on. Because <laughs> <laughs> at first they were like, yeah, you're on. Then like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, you're on. Whoa, hear that last talk he made about his big dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made so many jokes. I can't believe that cockless dude said gallivanting. What? <laughs> Ooh, three syllables. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the Iron Islands sound like a shitty place to live. Yeah. <laughs> like even yeah, even if you're the, the nobility, you can get murdered and that doesn't matter to anyone and you get drowned yeah. and that doesn't matter to anyone. It's like, y- yeah, you, your rite of passage is to get drowned and see if you live through it. Like, yeah. is that really what Yara wanted? <laughs> yeah, although I do like their slogan is uh, what, may, what is dead may never die, which is cool, but at the same time, yeah, you do. You die. Yeah. <laughs> All these people die. <laughs> that but, that last queen, except, King, yeah. you were just talking about who had to get yeah. replaced because he what? It's, what's the word we use? <laughs> Died? Yeah, there you go. Teaching the Greyjoys. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a weird spinoff. Yeah. So the <laughs> like, other- welcome back, Cotter, but for Greyjoys. <laughs> Learning them Greyjoys. Yep. <laughs> Gallivanting. <laughs> oh, wait, that's more than three syllables. Haha. <laughs> Funny. Um- yeah, and the one problem I had with this scene was the end, where it's like, it looked like the majority of people fucked off with... A good number of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's another one of these things like the previous, or a couple of previous ago episodes where... Mm-hmm. Uh, previous future. Hound, like, totally didn't hear a whole village being destroyed. Yeah. Another one like this, where how did, like, even with this ritual going on, did the higher-ups not, like, notice? I think Ships they, are not small. <laughs> I think they knew about it, but they're like, we can't really stop them because we're between kings at this point, and there's a good chance that Euron will die mm. in this whole drowning procedure. So maybe they were like, we know you're running away, but we might need you back. Yeah. So imagine, imagine if he drowned. And they'd be like, so, you know, a minute ago when we were all like, you, you're not fit to lead us. Uh, well, you're a woman. Uh, turns out you are. And, um, <laughs> you know, we accidentally drowned Euron. Whoops. <laughs> uh, so you want a shot at this? And then if she drowns, they go, look, Theon, we know we made fun of you for not having a dick and saying gallivanting, but can we try drowning you? Because we're running low on Greyjoys. <laughs> All right, we're out of Greyjoys. Now we're moving on to, uh, who's it? Bill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bill. Sucks to be Bill. Get into the pool, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad rituals. Think about your rituals, people. <laughs> and yeah, everyone just saying, announcing their name as they stand up. You know, I'm Yara Grey. I'm Theon Grey. Well, I'm Euron Grey. I wanted one of them to just go, I'm Euron Greyjoy, and I'm here to say, yeah. taking over the island, Iron Islands in the Iron Price way. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't get it out of my head after I thought of it. <laughs> I'm going to Fox Denarius in a major way. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was my only bit for cock talk, was uh, Euron just talking about his dick, but whatever. There was a little bit of balls talk. Yeah, I know. I was actually making a note, and I heard a reaction of, oh! I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, there's a penis on screen, isn't there? <laughs> no, it just uh, he was holding up the penis ah, okay. and just the testicles. Okay, well, there It was go. an interesting shot, you know. Because, you know, normally when you see penises on TV, it's just, they're flaccid, they're dangling, they're not, like, being held or being swung around, like, doing the like helicopter. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but uh, this one was a very uh, medical, sort of, like, hey, look at me testicles, I got warts on them, <laughs> yeah. being an actor. <laughs> well, let's compare that to the bit of female nudity we got in this, in our segment called Nudity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, yeah, the other actress who's trying to have Lady Crane killed, um, you know, part of the bit on the show is to have her pop top pulled down. Bit weird for what I mostly consider to be a family show. They got a bunch of fart and poop jokes, and they're also mm. like, but here's boobs. I guess they had different ratings boards back then, so. Yeah, and I, I probably reckon it was a different sort of standard, you know. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then we just get a bit of backstage boobery from yeah. the same person. It kind of feels like the first one felt like it was in the script. The second one felt like the director was pervy. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I could be wrong about that. It wouldn't surprise me because, you know what, um, you know, like I was saying about flaccid presenting penises before, mm-hmm. the uh, the ones in the play were very clinical. It was just boob, they were hanging out, and then they weren't. <laughs> but in the backstage area, yep. these were very erect nipples. The director, I will accuse, of turning the air conditioning down. Yeah, just saying, cut! What? Can we get some ice in here just to stand them up? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Can't prove this. Mm. Or, you know, uh, old mate uh, Lee Gill. Maybe he had something to do with it. Lee Gill? Uh, he's the little person. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did have some smutty lines in here, but, you know, hmm. he's playing a smutty dude. Oh, and so this wasn't covered in any of the other episodes. Uh, him and uh, the main actress lady are banging? No, I think that was just some playful back and forth, like, uh, uh, oh, one day we'll bang one out, ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> I, that's what I took from it, at least. <laughs> Actors, they're so liberal. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's in, the, in defense of the gratuitous booby shot, is that it's kind of the implication that they're just they they see each other as actors and nothing else. There's not that kind of, you know, she, she's not being objectified by any of the actors behind stage because they're just getting changed. This is just what they do. So that you know, it feels and even the guy who's showing his balls is just showing it to anyone. He's like, who? I've got warts. Does anyone know what to do about this? Yeah. You know. So yeah, I guess that's meant to show that familiarity in that tight knit group of traveling performers or something like that. Which I will say is probably the other scene that I enjoyed the most. You know, much like the last episode, this is. Uh, given a bit of level, levity to the rest of the proceedings. and Oh, yeah. Especially um, when they're going to leave you with an ending that's, you know, just going to be, I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was... It only just occurred to me as well, like, why does Arya keep going to see this play? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because we start off and she's she and Bobcat are having like a little, uh, I write this down, uh, Bobcats and bow sticks, because mm. they're having a little fight with it. So, and then she's like, ha, you're not ready, you'll never be one of us, ha ha. And then the leader guy is like, well, maybe she's right, I don't know, maybe if I give you this poison and tell you to kill someone. Yeah. Mm. So this is actually something that kind of bugs me. Another one of these things where it's like, retroactively, I'm a little bit pissed off now at the things that I've seen. Yep. Is that, like, I've seen Arya be caught up off guard, but mm. not incompetent. This is the first time I've seen her incompetent. And so I don't know how she trained her way to get to the Arya that I was familiar with. Yeah, she does get her ass handed to her in this combat scenario. And next time we see her, she's 100% good. Yeah. So... Well, the thing yeah. I noted, yeah, because uh, Bobcut, who I'm now calling Eleven because Millie Bobby Brown, uh. um, 
Uh, where was I going with this? Uh, sh- uh, yeah, she was doing all like those pie may moves, you know, mm-hmm. hands behind back, and you know, lots of dodge, uh, dodge, dodge, slap. Super, yeah, super defensive play. Whereas Ayu was doing that shit, you know, later on in that really cool back and forth with Brianna's half. Mm-hmm. And feels like she never really learned that, no. Because yeah. we go from this to you know, we see that she doesn't kill Lady Crane, then she gets chased through the streets and stabbed. But later on, she knows it. Yeah, true. Yeah, so like I get the progression from this to the getting caught off guard, but I don't get the progression now from this to uh, I'm gonna later. Call this a bit of movie training, much like in Star Wars, where Luke goes from you know just backflipping around a bunch of rocks on Dagobah to all of a sudden being a Jedi Master. Yeah. it's like uh, you know having your mentor say you're ready makes you ready. <laughs> that sounds like a segue to another part of the show. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had something. No, what I was about to launch into next is um, proof that the bob cut is clearly evil is that anytime Arya is out and about and trying to be just a normal girl and blend in, she gets rid of the bob cut and has like little two little bun things on the front of her head. I don't know what you call them. Bun things, probably. Yeah, uh, like a weird modified layer thing. Yeah, basically. A lot of Star Wars references today. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's like that's that's clearly proof because if she was wearing a bob cut, okay, don't trust her. She has a bob cut. Yeah. <laughs> You're part of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas, you know, she's like, I'm just going to change my hair. No one will know. Mm. But, you know, we're calling her Arya this whole time when... Did I ever have a nickname for her? I was actually thinking about that. I don't remember one. No. Um, well, anyway, they keep calling her a girl in this. Yes. This is like the weirdest way to talk. Well, to be entirely fair, that does get uh, backsplained a little bit because right. the whole thing of their organization is in order to become anyone and put on faces and murder people, they have to first be no one. And she has to let go of the, the idea of Arya Stark, who's this, you know, born to no- nobility and has th- this claim to Winterfell and all this kind of stuff yeah. and she has to be no one so the, her mentor even refers to himself as um, a, a dude a, a man yeah he just <laughs> says well a man doesn't quite believe you when you see these things that kind of thing so <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of concept that they have to be no one to be able to become a uh, part of their order well that's my nickname for him as well a dude because yeah when he was first walking in, in that scene he had some serious uh, big Lebowski vibes going on <laughs> yeah yeah a dude abides yeah <laughs> a dude thinks the rug really tied the room together <laughs> I mean that's a very barren kind of <laughs> temple they got there they could use a good rug <laughs> a dude with like a right white Russian <laughs> Dude, would. <laughs> uh, man, my only other thing, the only other one I put it, want to put up for maybe MVP is this uh, other priestess of the Lord of Light who shows up and talks to Tyrion and Varys for a little bit. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, um, because in a in a show with a lot of high end actors, I'm pretty sure this is the only time she's in this uh, entire show. She does a really good job. Mm. Like, I don't know who that actor is, but she kills it. Yeah. Oh. The uh the face work. Mm. Yeah, when she's all like, oh, like she gets, she just knows everyone's past and everyone is trying to hide that kind of how did you know that reaction, but she's just digging deeper and deeper and it's like, yeah. do you know what the voice said when he the, the sorcerer threw your parts into the flame? And he's like, shut up. Get out of my head. <laughs> out of my head, witch woman. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that and also some real nice cleavage going on there. So between her and the red woman, I'm like, what is this religion? Because I think I just converted. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, oh my God, she was wearing that dress very nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Props entirely for the acting. It has got to be intimidating to come into Game of Thrones, especially at this part of the season run where it's the biggest show on TV. Be told you're going to have a bit part across from Peter Dinklage, and I don't know the other guy's name, but he's still, they're both really good actors. Yeah. And just to come on stage and absolutely kill it, well done. 
this scene actually made me again more upset for the things that I'd already mm. seen because yeah, good old Burnt Newton and Barney Rubble they mm-hmm. they have a really great duo dynamic. Ah, their and, little back and forth here was great. Yeah. No, like they play off each other well, and like even though I didn't understand half the dialogue, I I really enjoy the way they feed off each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they should do like a Westerosi version of the producers or something, because they make a charming double act. <laughs> Springtime for Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> well landed. Ah, killing it. <laughs> um, my other note for Barney Rubble is uh, he was drinking. I've noticed he drinks so much. I might have to start calling him Barney Gumble too. <laughs> oh, Ben, nice. Uh, yeah, the other—I mean, there's some good dialogue here because they've got, um, you know, Varys is all like, you know, Stannis Baratheon was said to be chosen by the Lord of Light, and he fought and he lost, and then he fought again and he lost and he died. Mm. And but you don't make mistakes, do you? Fanatics can never make mistakes. It's all part of the great plan, isn't it? It's like that's, that's there's some good cuts there. She's all like, well, it is all part of the great plan. It's like, you just said you can't use the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, but yeah, she was totally, yeah, queen to Brook Four, and then oh, yeah. boom. <laughs> Killed that shit. <laughs> um, man, what else we got here? Uh, so that cuts us for MVP, LVP, uh, what nudity? We've got that. How about some violence? It was a bit of violence. Roll towards the end when the, you know, Night King rocks up and is all like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this as well because they're sort of. It's a hive mind, isn't it? It's, yeah, effectively. So, but he still has some forethought to that. Wait, wait, wait. We'll all stand here. It's going to look so fucking intimidating. Yeah, because um, there was that weird bit where he kind of punched the ground and sent like a shockwave through. And I thought maybe he was like breaking a magical barrier, but mm, didn't see it. No. But uh, yeah, and then they all kind of, yeah, he clearly understands drama and the importance of intimidation. <laughs> no, for real. Like, And yeah, uh, and I, I had a similar thing as well. Like, what was the purpose of him doing his down forward punch? And then, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so the Kokiri people as well, firing bombs at them. And mm-hmm. I thought he did, um, was hurt by fire, but no. No, remember, he's the one who gets like the dragon full blasts him and he's just like what up bitch oh yeah it's only right. dragon glass that can take him out or valerian steel right but his uh his entourage not so much his entourage not so much well one of them gets shanked by uh dragon glass and he explodes mm. yeah so they had dragon glass in this cave i guess yeah i uh, know the children of the forest had it Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Which I will kind of say, it's a bit weird they don't have, they haven't given them like an accent or anything. They kind of talk very normally. And it's a little a little weird to see a very like full green makeup, full forest kind of, you know, very, that looks really good, yellow eyed and all that. Mm. But just to have them talk relatively normally. It's like, mm, I feel like you would have something going on. Like there was a cool bit I noticed when the Night King steps forward, when he moves, there's this subtle sound of like cracking ice. And it's like, mm. that's cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. The the sound design kills it, but oh my god, I I really thought that the um the visuals were really hit and miss in this last scene. Yeah, like they either looked super fake, or um, or or it was astounding. Like in that scene when it is the tunnel and they're you know running mm. away, like that whole on mass and they're crawling over each yep. other and up the walls and oh, uh, yeah. that is amazing. And that encroaching do yeah. So- <clears throat> Encroaching, encroaching doom. I had a bit of a burp there. Ah, so. doom, doom. <laughs> um, but yeah, when the um, Night King's general exploded, that looked a little bit fakey. Yeah, yeah. no, and even the bit with the dire wolf as well. Like yeah. I thought that looked a little. 
Yeah, that was the death of uh, All Brands Die Wolf Summer. That was sad. Oh, yeah. It made the little puppy squeal. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I cried more then than I did for Hodor, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but ah, uh, the Hodor death. And there's a bit I wanted to launch into because this was like a big moment because we get, you know, he wags into the past and affects Hodor in the past, turning him to what he will become so he can be there to hold the door for them. And what I seriously thought the last episode was going to do is, you know, Daenerys has destroyed everything, Lands gets off the dragon and then confides in everyone that she didn't do that, the dragon acted by itself. And what we eventually learn is that Olbran in the future, where Daenerys has become queen and has gone insane and started, you know, killing people just like her father did. Yeah. Uh, Bran wagged back in time into the dragon to destroy the city so everyone would turn on her. That is what I thought was going to happen. And I was like, that would be so cool because all of these people who are complaining about how it doesn't make sense that she destroyed the city, I'd be like, ha ha, fuck you, this is why. Yeah. And then because, yeah, Bran being able to wag back in time is huge and they just, that it never comes up as a thing. Well, no, because when I first met Bran in the first episode of this podcast, the last episode of Game of Thrones, yeah. he was essentially doing nothing. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're just... Pr- uh, promoting this cripple boy to the head and they're like ah the boy of cripple and i'm like why are they just really (laughs) hammering home that he's a broken man like (laughs) and so i i had no idea he had even these sorts of uh wibbly wobbly timey-wimey powers yeah and yeah i still to this moment didn't even really know like i knew that he had like the power to see through things but Mm -hmm. not actually affect anything yeah he can uh wag mostly into animals and control them but he can also wag into hodor who's because he's simple-minded and in this one he can find out that he can go back through time and change someone's entire course of their life and it's like that's such a big detail to then not matter yeah uh and that it's uh so they're playing by the time uh travel rule that you know if it happened in the past if you go back to the past to affect it it always happened yeah i guess yes because yeah hodor is the person we know now yeah yeah so they're working on terminator logic yeah Yeah. (laughs) um although i will say just on the whole um when they do elect bran stark you know because he has such a great story uh Tyrion has a bit of uh laying track for that in this one where he's like talking about the sons of the harpy have a good story fighting off the invaders daenerys has one we need something to support that Mm. and that's why they bring in the other red woman i'm not entirely sure why but okay they're all like i guess they want the lord of light and her priests to promote daenerys i guess dan brady not gonna lie kind of tuned out in this part of the episode (laughs) yeah also during the fucking um and i I think I called it the uh, endless planning with Jon Snow and the rest of the yeah. fucking grey people. You did, because we were like, well, we've seen the planning. What comes before the planning? Pre-planning. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, this is this is the downside of watching things backwards. <laughs> All the build-up is build-down. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. And I was like... Yeah, Battle of Bastards, it was okay, I guess. And But now I'm thinking, like, no, if I watched it in forwards that probably would have been a much welcome bit of reprieve because this is like three or four episodes in a row with like not huge amounts of action and violence. And even this one, like it left me feeling good at the end because yeah, there was this big moment and it Mm. had emotional weight and impact and um, there was some artistically cool shit going on, but yeah, fucking hell that it really sagged in the middle, I reckon. Yeah, no, completely fair. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look at where we actually start off. Oh, yeah. Um, possibly other MVP was just the very opening scene where Sansa meets with Littlefinger. And, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Sophie Turner is just intense in that moment. It's really good. Where it's like, 
did you know what Ramsey was like? You were, and if you didn't, you're you're either sorry, if you did, you're a lie, and if you didn't, you're a fool. Yeah, and then just has this whole, what do you think he did to me? And that's just such an uncomfortable uh, scene to put in. But I think she does an amazing job. Mm. Oh, and just like saying how she still feels the pain and all that. I mean, amazing acting. Yeah, really, really good. So. Oh yeah, during the play, someone uh, uses the term "the winds of winter," uh, which is the name of one of the books. So they're dropping they're dropping book references into the play. It's interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, two two points of fiction removed from the uh, you know actual original books, and uh, yeah, that's where they're dropping all their references. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're very much off book in this season, aren't they? Uh yes. This is the first season without the books, I believe. Mm. Uh yeah, but again, um, friggin' friggin' the assassin boy. Uh, sorry, the dude. Had another good line of like when Ari's like, oh, but she seems like a nice woman. He's like, oh, does death only come for the wicked and leave the good behind? It's like, fair. Mm. You got some wisdom there, dude. Actually, like, so this is like an ancient order of like, so this is this is a, a club that's been going on for a very long time anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Because, yeah, it seems like a lot of faces for only three people. Oh, yeah, it's been going on for a while. I don't know how long entirely, but uh, yeah, it is a bit weird. He's like, they're the only ones you really see. I guess maybe there are other chambers around with other people doing stuff. Uh, maybe, yeah, there's people out on missions and, you know, that's yep. like home base yeah, or whatever. Yeah, bobcats everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Beware the bobcat. Oh, yeah. I've seen the origins of fucking Callisbod yeah. in this episode. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this guy in like five episodes. Yep. With uh, Jorah Mon being like, I can't help you. I'm all calloused up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm icky. <laughs> Don't touch me. I'm icky. <laughs> I'm yeah. so gross. I got to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. But again, Dan Brady, good acting here. Really distraught, you know, mm. and uh, some good back and forth there. So that was another question. Like, so he gets cured. Do I see? Did I see him again before? <laughs> uh, yeah, he he dies in the long night. Right. He's uh wielding, I think it's Sam's sword, and you know defending Daenerys against all the zombies and stuff. Right. Yeah, he's there. He's been around. Yeah, because I mean, even though they have the distinct uh, difference of having an eye patch, I always get him confused with Captain Eye Patch. That's fair. <laughs> So, Eyepatch was the one who lived through many deaths to yep. hold a door. Yeah. Uh, no, he, uh, yeah, he did hold a door. Wow. <laughs> and he didn't get any memes. That sucks. <laughs> so, people complaining about season eight. Yeah. Uh, one of my last notes here is, okay, so they when they have the whole, um, you know, the making of the first White Walker thing, they kind of show, you know, the great old tree and the kind of stone spi- uh, spiral stones. So this is a little petty dig, but, you know, post-Game of Thrones finale, there are all these YouTube videos releasing out talking about the problems. One of the ones that I only ever saw the thumbnail for, I didn't even click on it, but that's how much it annoyed me because <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't care. I was like, I, I have my opinions. I was disappointed too. We don't need to make endless videos about this. Yeah. But of course, we did. it's the internet age. Uh, <laughs> but the thumbnail was, you know, pointing at the spiral sigil of the White Walkers and being like, have this mean something? And I was like, it does if you're paying attention. <laughs> it was a symbol the children of the forest and they bastardized it that's what it means idiots i'm gonna repost this on youtube with yeah dude destroys a youtube video that he didn't even watch yep yep because i'm a petty man (laughs) there is actually a great twitter feed called uh movie review thumbnails or something and it's just yeah all the various youtubers and it's so funny like how often they cross over like when logan came out how all of them had like spike hands in their like little stills and yeah. uh frozen they're all doing like oh i'm cold <laughs> <laughs> poses yeah very interesting yeah. get some original wasn't it you're saying that um 
when uh, Watchmen launched on HBO, there are like 20 different podcasts with some variation of on who watches the Watchmen. Yeah. Oh, it is crazy. Like, there are already more new Watchmen podcasts than there are Simpsons podcasts. and That's, that's absurd. Still not as many Game of Thrones podcasts, but we're the only ones active. Yes! The only ones <laughs> new material! Take that, everybody else. Um, a little bit here as well of Sir Davos just being the best. Yeah. When he's all like, you know, Sansa's all, you know, you don't understand the North. He's like, I don't understand the North, but I know men and they will follow you. And blah, blah. It's like, no, you're, you're awesome. Can you be my dad, Sir Davos? <laughs> I mean, I like my dad, but he's no Sir Davos. <laughs> He'd be a good dad as much as uh, Giant's Bane, is that his name? Tormund Giant's Bane, yeah. Would be a great uncle. Who I'm going to say got a laugh out of me from just looking at Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, this is, the f- this is when I find out that he's one of the wildlings. Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs> I only found out what a wildling was fair, last fair, episode. Fair, fair. <laughs> they get called the Free Folk and the Wildlings and those north of the Wall. and Everything has about six names in this show, yeah. including Daenerys, who has 43. <laughs> she has more names than there are Game of Thrones podcasts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, one for each podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, so it turns out, yeah, uh, Tilda Swanson is a wildling racist as well. <laughs> well, maybe she's just Tormund Giants being racist. Yeah. I really am disappointed that they didn't end up getting together in the end of the show. I mean, I know he's rough. Like It would have been too forced. Yeah, sure, everyone was like, now geese. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't have fit. Oh, they would have had... Like, I mean, I guess they're both alive at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, They could they could have had such beautiful giant children. Oh my god, they'd be massive. I think Jorm- <laughs> Tormund even says that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright, Um, I think that puts me out of notes other than, yeah, just the whole ending with um Hodor and Hold the door and just that music sting and then when it ends and it's just real quiet you're like you just hear the sounds of your own sobs yeah um i will say i think the repeating hold the door hold the door and then just progressively mm-hmm. getting into hot hodor was just a little on the nose like i i kind of wish they wound it back just about five hodors <laughs> like because you can get the idea he's saying hold the door hold the door hold yeah. the door just start having it indicate and then cut i think it just went on a tad too long to really really draw it out yeah but again i will say props to the actor who did it because again what he didn't have much to work with but what he did have was just basically a few four words grand total yeah hold the door and hodor and i think he nailed it It was like you know he's having a seizure and fully panicked and terrified and slowly begins to calm down as he becomes hodor and yeah it's it's good well done kid yeah, I mean, especially yeah, kid actors, you know, got to give them up, give it up when they're doing great performances because acting's a hard enough gig, let alone when you don't have fucking a lifetime worth of experience to draw from. Yeah, and especially when you are doing these moments where you got to kind of be a bit simple or whatever, mm. and also these moments when you got to fake a seizure, like yeah. that. that there's a few things that are working against this kid, and he, like, I, I agree, he nailed it. Mm. I don't think the fault of the too many Hodors was on him. I totally no, th- that's thought, editing. Yeah, so. uh, but yeah, kid, fucking yeah, twenty points. Yeah, he's my most valuable player, I guess. Yeah, fair, <laughs> cool. All right, uh, any more notes? Yeah, um, I love how uh, uh, Brand's um, carrier woman. Mm-hmm. We never learn her name. Do we, we we do. I just can't remember it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, her name so, is known. Not to us. <laughs> yeah. So she's just Norman Reedus in uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> Brand Stranding. <laughs> Death Branding? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, the way she's just like, oh, what food are you going to try? Hodor. Oh, I'm going to have an egg. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'll offer you an egg in this trying time. <laughs> you get a lot of distance out of that meme lately. Oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's a good bit. I still need to put that up online. Yeah. Can I offer you an execute in this trying time? Pokemon trades be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Did you have more memes from this episode besides all the Hodor stuff? I think that's... Just hold the door and one we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> oh, actually, th- oh, that's what I forgot to mention at the top of the episode. Yeah, because of all these spoilers that actually at the time that this episode came out, I understood. And yeah, that was one of my more popular sa- status updates was hold the door. Da, na, 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 Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> I gave to get, probably have to get the da, na, na, now right exactly so we know what song it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a status update, I probably went to the tune of Hold the Line. Ah, okay. Well, way to ruin my own praise for you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, that puts you out of notes. That puts me out of notes. Final question. How did we get here? All right. Jon Snow and co are doing more planning. I, that's all I can fucking see happening from there. There are... This is the yeah. This one's going to be the one where they're assembling the meeting and working out schedules because we saw the meeting happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the other threads? I guess we've got uh, Olbran with uh, you know who I dubbed Obi Wan Kenobi because he's basically the old mentor who dies. Oh, so. the Strupo guy. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was good. Yeah, you know all he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird nickname that I'm going to stick to and never explain. I'll leave it okay, for people I was, to figure out. I was going to ask. <laughs> I'll tell you off camera, but <laughs> uh, what other threads have we got here? Aya, we're going to see her getting beaten the shit out of. Yeah, she's at the end of the training montage. We need uh, sort, of the, sort of the sort of the midpoint, the, the second to last scene. So uh, got to see the midpoint of the training montage and the start of the training montage. Yep, going to see her sand the floor and paint the fence. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I've just got this weird combination of, yeah, Game of Thrones, the Big Lebowski, and Karate Kid all so every, manifesting. That's why people this. love this show. It was every show ever made crammed into one. <laughs> For real. And Oh, yeah, and the Greyjoys. So I guess I'm going to see their dad die. Cause, yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Some sour times ahead. Yep. Maybe we can, maybe, 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 maybe we can finally see Dan Brady picking some flowers. Oh, yeah. Well, her journey, we still haven't seen the beginning of it. We only saw a very small portion. She's clearly on the way. Yeah, they're doing very tiny parts of her. I think next episode is like all her, and that's why there was, you know, drip drip feeding the after to us. Yeah, Um, right. Yeah, I mean, that's from my memory of this, and that is not great. Well, but yeah, that puts me out of notes. Let's wrap this up. That's been Elliot J. of O'Neill. Good if bye. And I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch is ended.